Trust is you simply going like, I think I can be the authority on this decision now. I think I can decide what's best for me. You know, instead of my parents or my teachers or the government telling me what I should do, maybe I can make a decision for myself about what my life will be and how I will live it. And, you know, trust is simply you starting to begin to allow yourself, I think, to be a person who actually has a voice that actually matters and can express it and can say something that matters. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Do you trust me, Evan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a... I hate it when people say that. I hate it when people say, trust me. Because it always tells me not to trust them. Mm. But um, yeah. this is a little <laughs> bit different. We're not talking about that. We're talking about trusting ourselves and talking about maybe even trusting the universe a little bit, if you want to call it that. Yeah. But the greater meaning, the greater thing behind our vision and what we're doing and in the process of going through your life, uh, pioneering your own way, being a leader of your own life and going down a path that's maybe a little less traveled. It's your way. Trust is a really important thing. And uh, Evan and I have declared this one of our master laws, meaning that this is a law that relates to just about every other law we're going to talk about in Way of the Artist. Trust you're going to find in just about everything. And a pseudoname, a kind of side name for the law of trust is also the law of faith. And we'll get into that a little bit as well. But we're going to just call it the law of trust because it's a little more simple. And... um, yeah, and we'll get into it. So I don't know if you have any opening thoughts you want to share. Um, yeah, I mean, man, you just crushed it on that that opening line there, that segue. It was beautiful. So good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, we're, we've got so much to get into. Yeah, like you said, like trust was one of those laws that as we started crafting them, um, I, I won't say actually crafting is the wrong word, um, but as we started kind of discovering them and stumbling upon these things, um, Trust was one that as we were exploring them, I was like, whoa, this one is connected. I, I, I think that like is, is literally connected to every single other law in some way. You could trace it to trust. Um, uh, some of them more, more directly than others are kind of closer in the sphere of it, but they're all kind of within its wheelhouse. Um, so there's so much for us to get into with this one. And its implications for our lives, for our work. It's like this is a juicy one that has such massive, massive implications if we can learn to really embody it, to really live our lives in trust. Yeah. Um, You know, when we did our last podcast, we did 165 episodes and we interviewed countless number of artists. And every single conversation we had at some point, trust always comes up. There is some point where you need to have a little bit of faith in yourself or faith in what you're doing or faith in your vision. And you need to kind of be willing to go out into the unknown, which is something we'll talk a little bit about. And you you need to have a little bit of courage and a little bit of um, patience to, to, to know that what you're doing is leading you somewhere. And it's opening up doors or creating new avenues or paths that you might not realize are there. 
Um, one thing that I'd like to share, just to give people kind of a filter to frame this episode through, is with the law of trust, there's many other elements that come into play here, but the way I look at it is like this. You have a vision or uh, something that you want, and you're in the process of taking action towards it. You're on your path. Trust becomes pretty much the next thing. Once, once you start seeing that you're in a process of going through this whole journey, trust becomes the next fundamental foundational step. And the best way that I can help you to understand trust from my perspective is that the place you're in right now, you might not know how you're going to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But trust is knowing that if you take the action you know you need to take now in the present moment, at this moment, in the process of what you're in, if you just take that step, you will get a new point of view, a new perspective, and you will see things from a new light. And eventually, as you change your position, you'll a way will be revealed to you that was not readily available or vis- visible to you in that moment. And trust is, is having the faith and the belief that as you take action, the doors and avenues will open up and they will show you the way. So you don't have to have all the answers today. You, you just need to trust that if you do what you know you need to do today, that it will lead to you having the answers you need later or the vision you need later. Yeah, because the how might not be immediately apparent, you know, like that, like is in, you know, way down the line. It's like, well, I don't know. You know, it's like if, if you were to use the metaphor of like a literal path, like if you were you were up in, on a mountain path, you know, it's like there's there's trees and rocks and and it's going to take bends and turns you're not going to see what's around the next bend you're not going to know what's there you can only see this however so far in front of you say it's like oh okay okay and you take the steps and then once you start to get around the corner that's when you start to see the next steps that are to take that's you know we talked a lot about that kind of in in process in our last episode and I think trust and process, like, cause process is another one of those big master laws. And I think trust is like, you know, they're kind of in partners in a way yeah. in this whole thing, because like you said, there is, yes, you've, you've decided to, to take action, to begin on a vision that you have, um, in your life, uh, in, in your endeavors, in your work, whatever it is. And a process is engaged and, now that process is all coming at you hmm. and it's like, this is, this has been commencing. That can be, um, for lack of a better term, a mind fuck hmm. at first because it's embarking, it's stepping out into an unknown place for us. And our heads don't like that. Our heads don't like that unknown space. Our brains like to know everything, Yes, you know, to try and feel safe and to protect us and all of that. But uh, our hearts are pulling us towards this vision. That's where the vision is really coming from and saying like, no, we need to go this way. And it's like, and don't worry, we're going to figure it out, but we need to go this way. And it's so crucial that we listen to that because that is how we evolve. That is how we grow. That is how we, um, live more fully into our purpose and our passion. And, so trust becomes such a critical component of this because like now you're in the process, the mind fuck is happening. And to me, trust for the way I experience it is me just being like, okay, <laughs> I trust that this is all exactly what's supposed to be happening. 
I'm, this is that this is my path. I am okay. Like trust is that thing that goes against our head that is freaking out, that is telling us to turn back, that is telling us to, you know, to stop in our tracks. Um, trust is the thing that says like, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. Hmm. This is going to work out. You just don't know yet. Yes. Yeah. And the path, uh, you know, that you're on the, the way of your artistry is going to have twists and turns, ups and downs. It's going to have obstacles and barriers and things that are unexpected, things that surprise you. And I think when we begin our way as artists, right, when we, when we decide to take the leap to do something that is of our own accord, that is our own signature in this life, those first early steps are sometimes they're very difficult to kind of start taking those steps. But once you start taking them, the initially they can be quite easy in my experience because it, it's go, oh, I know what I need to do. I need to go do this. And then you start going to do this. You start climbing the mountain that you're going to climb. And in my experience is kind of a little like this. Not always, but a lot of the time. I'm looking, I'm down in this valley and I'm looking at the mountain I want to climb and I see the whole mountain and I go, I could climb that. I'm like, I don't know, like, I get it. I don't really know all the twists and turns and what's going to, what's going to be like once I get into the forest of it all, but I could climb that. And we're not talking about a hill. We're talking about a real mountain, you know, Mm. like, or maybe it's a mountain that's in the range and you got to climb a couple other mountains before you get to that mountain, whatever. Stay with me. So you start to see, okay, well, I think I can climb that. But when you're in the bushes, when you're in the forest, when you're in the middle of this thing, and you're facing the rock edges and, and certain obstacles, all of a sudden you can forget that you were ever outside of the mountain looking at it, having a visual. Mm. And so you can start to get bogged down by being in the hike, being in the journey. And so trust is kind of going, you know what, at some point on this journey, I believe this was possible. So I might not believe it's possible right now. You might be going through some type of doubt. And that's when trust is so helpful. It's when you start doubting yourself, you go, what? You know what? I believed at one point there was a way. So there is a way. I might not be able to see it right now, but I trust that I will. So if I can't go this way, I'm going to go that way or that way or whatever way. And I will eventually find my way. Yes. There's nothing fully ever stopping anybody in my opinion. And, And whatever position you're at, you're closer to that place than you were from when you were standing on the outside. Yes. You know, you've actually entered, you're standing at some place on this mountainside now, you know, you're in it, you're in the game. Yes. Like, and I think that's, that's reason to trust. That's reason to continue to move forward because it's just like, you're closer than you've ever been mm. to this vision. Here's another thing I want to say about, you know, while you're on your artist way while you're going down your path. The moment you make your first big investment, the moment that you take your big leap, that's the moment where you start to actually find out what trust is really made of. So if you think about it, I'm going to use an analogy just for a moment. Let's say it's a moment where you climb a cliff, you climb like a rock edge and you get over the other side. And it's, if you, if you fell off this cliff, like let's just say you were hiking and you were doing a pretty extreme hike. If you fell off this cliff, you would have got severely hurt. And you're thinking as you're climbing it, man, I definitely don't want to go back down this because, you know, if I go back down, it's going to be really hard to go back down. So once you've climbed to the top of it and you've gotten over that very difficult obstacle, you become really committed to going the rest of the way because you kind of cross that point of no return. So 
part of trust, and I think what will help people build trust on their journey, is you need to to find your moments where you can take that investment in yourself, make that little bit of a risk, burn a boat, make it more difficult for you to go back. And when it's harder for you to go back, when you face your next obstacle, you're not going to be so weary about it. You're going to be more prepared to face it because you, the, there's, the, there's a thought. It was like, this is a difficult obstacle, but going back is also a difficult obstacle. And if I go back, I don't get my goal. But if I go forward, I may get my goal. So I may as well go forward because equally, it's just as difficult pretty much. So I may as well go forward. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing something to consider when you're making investments in your journey and taking risks. Usually the reward for, for, for the risk you take is like out of one to 10 and 10 being the best. The reward is like a nine or a 10 most time. The downside is usually only a two or three. So even if you do fail at the risk you take, usually the downside is not even comparable to the upside. Mm -hmm. So it always makes more sense to actually go for it than it does to not. Most things in my experience are not a 50-50 draw. It's not a gamble like it is in like a casino. Actually, at a casino, it's a a 40% win, 50% draw in your best odds pretty much. Yeah. You know, but in this case, you're dealing with more like an 80-20 or a 70-30. So the 70-30 is in favor of you winning. So you might as well start going for the risk. And you know what? If you have a small failure, no worries. You get back up, you go again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. These are all just adjustments, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where, where trust always is at play. I think that's what one of the beautiful things about the law of trust is that no matter what happens along this path, you go whatever sort of what we might consider to be a, a misstep or, you know, we stumble or whatever. It's when we come from a place of trust, it's not a place of being like, oh man, like I screwed that up. Like, why am I even doing that? Like we might have those moments, you know, where, where our head, our voice in our head is going, it's just like, it's like, why are we even doing this? Blah, blah, blah. Coming back to trust says, it's like, oh, you know what? I need to keep my, my eyes peeled for these little tree roots everywhere, Mm. you know, and keep going. You know, we learn something and we move on. Trust opens the way for, for the knowledge to enter as we're on that path. Mm. Because when we do step out, you know, as people in our lives, as artists, as people who are creating lives that are a work of art, I mean, that's, somewhat a part of, of what we're trying to encourage. It's make our lives art here. And a lot of that means embracing that unknown thing that we're heading out into. And the head doesn't know what to do about that. But the head, we were talking a little bit about this earlier, and, and it was great because I never really thought of it in this sense before. Was that even your quote? I've heard of it. What's that? Was that your quote? I, I feel like I've heard this from somebody before. Okay. But either way, it's a great one. I really like it. Yeah. Um, which was, thank you. Um, (laughs) whoever said this first, but it was like, you lead with the heart and the head will pick up the pieces. Hmm. Right. And because the head can never, our minds only know what they know. And they only begin to know new things by stepping out into the unknown. That seems pretty obvious and logical to me, actually. It's like, how do we learn new things? Well, we have to step out into the things we don't know. Yes. 
That's the only way to learn new things. So that's why the heart has to lead in, in these matters. That's why we have to lead with our passion because that's the thing. That's the fire. That's just like, no, we're going this way. (laughs) And your head's going, this is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Like this is nuts. Like we can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. And that's when we go, no, I trust what this thing is. I trust this fire. I trust this passion. I'm leading with that. And once you've already stepped out into it, the head has no choice but to start figuring it out. Yes. That's the beauty of it. And, and our minds are great at figuring things out, you they know, are. but that's why we don't, that's why it comes and it picks up the pieces. That's why we don't say like, Hey, you, you take the train because otherwise it's just like, well, we're just going to leave the train at the station. <laughs> that's what the head's going to say. I it's don't like, understand the analogy. What do you mean by the train? So it's like, sorry, I went from like a mountain analogy a mountain to, to like a train, a, I'm, to I'm, a train, mountain yeah. to a train. If I lost you, someone did. So, <laughs> but basically, so if we were to keep with the mountain analogy it would, and, and hiking the mountain, the, the head would say, it's like, no, let's just, let's just put camp where we are. Right. And we're not going anywhere. It's and safe just, here. It's, yeah, it's safe here. We, we kind of know. Come. Yeah. We don't know what's out there. We're just going to, we're just going to stay put. Yeah forever. Yeah. That's the, that's <laughs> Until the thing. Until further that, notice. Yeah. That's what the head doesn't. <laughs> no notice is given. That's what the head doesn't tell you. And, and, or the train doesn't leave the station, right? The train's never going to go to the, to the, to the new place. Right. It's going to stay exactly where it is because that's where it feels safe. And it's, and, and it's a very tempting thing. And, and you know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with staying in a place for a little while. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say there is. It's, it's good to sometimes just take time to just take things in and, and be present with where you're at and enjoy it and appreciate it. But we're beings of evolution. Yes. We're beings of, it's like, all right, let's create something new now. I, I, I mean, we're artists, aren't we? Like we're talking artists. We're all about creating things. Let's create something. Mm-hmm. And that means stepping into the unknown continually, continually and consciously stepping out into that. So the head doesn't tell you that like staying put comes with this asterisk of forever. It's not just like for now, the head saying, no, 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 we're going to stay here forever. It might say it's like, oh yeah, sure, sure. Just for now. But it really just wants to stay forever. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, that, that was, that was great. What we did before we've done that. Now let's just, let's just stay here Mm -hmm. now. You know, like let's, have you ever heard that saying you're too smart for your own good? I have heard that, that once or twice is one of these things that the mind reminds me of the, mm. this, this, uh, the, the, the head is like your mind is when you when you become more aware, when you become, when you grow up and become more adult, so to speak, you start to realize the the potential dangers and downfalls of the world. And so then your mind begins to factor that stuff in, which is good because it helps you to stay alive. But in some ways you become essentially, I don't know, like a worry wart or somebody who's just like always concerned about what could go wrong. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, the thing is, is that you don't necessarily know what could go wrong. So you just go out and do it. And let me ask everybody for a second. When did you enjoy your life more? When you were younger or when you were older? Like w- at what point and why did you enjoy your life so much at the point you enjoyed your life the most at? And maybe it's today. But I can tell you that in my experience, when we were children, 
there was these moments where we had, where we just did stuff. And you might not even be able to remember or recall these moments, but there was days or times or, or incidents where you just went out and you just did it. And maybe a parent got worried or scolded you for doing it, but you, you went out and you tried something that is still in you today. Mm -hmm. The fact that you have more awareness about what could go wrong and the dangers that are out there mean that you have an advantage. You can, you can kind of consider the risk you're taking and be a little bit more mindful. My rule though, when it comes to risk, when it comes to taking these leaps of faith and trust is that if it's has the potential to physically harm you or kill you or hurt you or hurt somebody else physically or do something like that, you need to take very careful consideration of taking this action because our health is very important, you know, and this is something that you need to be careful about. But when it comes to things that are a matter of your heart, things that are a matter of an ideology, a matter of values, a matter of vision, that's when you should throw out most of what your mind says, because you're not going to die. <laughs> yeah. You're not like the, the, the fears that you have, like, oh, well, if I do this, I'll lose all my money. I'll be homeless. I'll be working at some compartment store or whatever, you know, whatever department store. And like, you know, th those fears are the more irrational ones. And the thing is, is like, okay, so what? So what? You lose your money and you end up working at a department store or whatever this thing is that you don't want to do. So what? Now what? Right? What if that happens? The thing is, is what's the upside if you went and tried this out? And here's the thing. Do you think with all your intelligence, remember we said you're too smart for your own good, with all your intelligence that you would really let it get to the point where you'd lose all your money? Do you think you'd really let it get to the point where you'd be homeless or something? I mean, no, there's a certain point where you'll go, oh, I'm in, I'm in trouble and you'll autocorrect, mm -hmm. right? The risk never goes to its ultimate result. It rarely ever does unless it's a physical danger or a, a danger with something like maybe drugs or some type of, um, some type of thing that is a physical, usually a yeah. physical thing. But if it's in your, if it's, is if, when it comes down to like ideology and principles and values and things like that, when it comes to purpose and yeah. fire and passion, usually the risk is so small but the yeah. reward is so great. Yeah. Most of those things are absolute nonsense. It's like, well, what will people think of me if I did this, something yeah. like this? Who well, cares? Well, it's like, who gives a shit? This is your passion. Yeah. You know, like if this is, if, if your heart is leading you to this place, then you, you let it lead you. And that might mean leaving some people behind, right. You know, who don't want to see that happen, you know, and, and, you know, that's maybe a separate conversation of creating boundaries and, and <laughs> for ourselves while we're doing this. Um, but yeah, that, that's part of it. And, and, and to build off of what you're saying, you know, the, this fear of something's like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go and, and take you know, some kind of like job that you feel is below you or something like that. You know, for one, that's a judgment, not going to get into that. But for another, it's like, how long do you think that's going to stay that way? Like, how long do you think, you know, we, th we seem to think of, of these fates for ourselves in, in these like infinite and forever terms, just like, no, if this fails now, then, or if this doesn't go the way I want it to, then I'm going to be stuck doing this for the rest of my life. Mm. And it's like, why? 
Mm-hmm. Why would that be the thing you get stuck with the rest? So say whatever you've embarked upon has did not go the way that you exactly wanted to, and you've now had to do this this job that you don't want to do. So you're going to do that for a little while, and you're going to be like, ah, oh, man, I'm doing this. I never wanted to be here. But you're you're surviving, you know, mm-hmm. getting yourself back up on your feet in the process. And then what's going to happen is that something, some little fire is going to like stir inside of you again. And it's going to go, hey, <laughs> let's go and do this. Yeah. Let's go and create this. And your head's going to go, no, we've been through this. You know, like we've like, do you remember what happened? It's like, yeah, but we're okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, I'm alive. I'm fine. Here we are. I'm still standing and I've learned a lot. I'm not going to make the same mistakes again. Let's do this. Yeah. Like that's, that's literally the worst, like that's the worst case scenario. That's really the worst case scenario. I was talking. And it's probably not even going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. I want to share a story because I was talking with somebody, a, a producer who's doing quite well in the industry right now. And we were talking about this and they were saying like, you know, I love what you're doing with filmmaking and stuff like that. And they're like, your, your content's great. All of this. They're like, share your story because that's what people want to hear about what you've done. Mm. Because there's one thing about the content you're sharing, which is great. But when, when you share your story, it makes the content like a thousand times even more powerful. Mm-hmm. So I want to share this story because I think it's an important one. I had one of my worst fears realized going after my dreams. I had a partner, a best friend, betray me in the process of making something. I went through the process. The thing that they tell you, don't go into business with your friends. Don't go and do this. I went through the experience. It was the most painful, most heartbreaking experience of my life. It was, it was equally, if not worse, harder than the, than the hardest romantic relationship I've ever broken up with. Because the thing is, is like the heart hurts. It's not just a business loss, it's a personal loss. And the thing is, is that do I regret going through as it is, do I regret doing it at this point? I look back and I go, no, I'm grateful for everything. Um, the friend that I had, and it's unfortunate to me that, that the person chose to make the decisions they made. But it breaks my heart that we're not friends anymore. It breaks my heart the way things played out because I love them. I truly do. But they taught me so much about business, about my dreams, about my standards and my principles. And we did something great together. You know, even if these things happen, you know, um, uh, you know, whatever, say what you will about the guy, but Tony Robbins, you know, at certain point he had a, his business partner stole millions of dollars from him, you know, nearly sunk his entire business and everything he had worked for. And he had crawled from a very difficult place to get where he was. Mm-hmm. You know, many people have had these experiences. That's why it's talked about with partnerships. The thing about trust is that you go, if the worst possible things happen, will I be willing to get back up and go again? And that's really the question. If you're someone that's going to say, I'm going to roll over and die if the worst thing happens, then you are doomed to live a life that is based on safety, that's based on security, and that's based on what everyone else does. And if you're satisfied with that, 
by all means. But if you're not, that is an answer that you have to look in your own heart. And the thing is, you're probably not. You're probably not. And so here's the thing. I went through my struggle. I went through even a depression from this. I, 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 I questioned if I still wanted to be into filmmaking anymore. I'll tell you the worst moment that ever happened. I'm going to tell you this because I didn't even, this wasn't even in my wheelhouse of the worst moments that could happen. I was on set. I had invested my life savings. Now just understand that every penny I pretty much had went into this show and I went on to set and you know, this might not mean a lot to people who are not in the film industry, but I went on to set and my friends, a couple of my friends had altered the call sheet so that instead of putting me as the producer, they put me as an associate producer, which is to put you down on the lowest rank of a producer. It's like somebody who helps out with the show. Yeah. And then they also, one of them got names for everybody's director chair. Everybody who was on the top tier level team got a director chair. But guess whose name wasn't there? They didn't put my name there. And I found out later that they were basically trying to take credit for my work. They were trying to push me out of the business. They couldn't legally, they didn't know what they were doing. But the fact that they even did it was the most heartbreaking thing that I ever experienced. Mm -hmm. I had to talk to people about it. I had to work out what happened. And ultimately I realized as I went through the whole process of trying to have empathy and compassion and understand what was going on for them, that they were just jealous and that they felt like they couldn't build what I had built. They, they felt like if they did this, maybe they could get to get the recognition or something of being the person who went out and took this risk. Now, here's the thing. This is the point I want to make. It was one of my greatest fears and it was beyond even my greatest fear. But in spite of that happening, I'm not the same person that that happened to. I'm the person I am today. So the person who allowed that to happen, the person who didn't stand up for themselves, because here, let's, let's just draw the bottom line here. I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't fire some people when they needed to be fired. I didn't, I didn't tell people how I felt. And I didn't check in with my friends to see what was going on with them. I was maybe too focused on myself. I made a lot of mistakes. They aren't the only ones to blame. So am I. But I had to go through that process to learn that I needed to have more compassion for my team. And I had to have more courage to be willing to let go of people, even if they were my friends, when I saw red flags and warning signs. I'm that person today because I went through that experience. Trust tells me that the life experiences I'm going through, no matter how painful or difficult, are training me and teaching me to be the kind of person I need to be for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So even if you have to go through your worst fear, that is training you so that you're better and more equipped to take greater risks and do greater things in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's how I want to kind of, you know, say is like, you don't need to be scared of the downside. Yes, the downside can happen, but sometimes for some of us, we have to go through it. And I did, and I'm a much better leader. I'm way more in control of my life, way more passionate, um, you know, way, way better as a, as a leader, way better as a pioneer and a team player. Um, you know, and the thing is, is that I had to learn it. I had to learn it in one of the hardest ways. And, you know, they, they, all the things they warn you about partnerships, do I regret doing what I did? Well, no, I wish I could have had the awareness and knowledge to do it better at the time, but I didn't, I just didn't, but I'm glad I did it because I don't know of any other way I could have personally gained it. 
it was my journey. It was my way, my way as an artist. And I had to learn it that way. And now I am in this position I'm in, you know, picking up the pieces, figuring it out, working out how to build new teams, new partnerships. Um, you know, even you and I, Evan, we're building a partnership here, but this time in our partnership, there's things that I am very clear about emotionally, directionally. I, I say what I mean. I check in with how you feel. I want to know. And not that I would ever be worried that anything would ever happen between us. But this last relationship taught me how to be a better teammate for you. Right? So the thing is, is that I don't want to go around and blame and make anybody wrong. But I had to go down that path. That was mm-hmm. my journey. And I, and I think it's important for me to share that because as, as there's surely other people going down their way as artists and they're joining up with their friends and they're joining up with other people, they're partnering up like you and I are. And when you do that, maybe you can take that story and, and not make anybody wrong and not fear partnerships, but look at it as like, how do I be a better partner? How do I make sure that this friendship lasts forever and this, and this partnership ends amicably if it needs to end or continues on? harmoniously, right? Yeah. And that we're, we're all building, helping each other build towards, you know, the, the vision and the purpose that, that we each want as individuals as well, you know, how we're coming together to, to bring each other up, Mm. you know, is, is a huge part of that. And I think like, you know, when it comes to partnerships, trust becomes even bigger when it becomes to leadership, you know, when you're working with any other person, you have to, at some point, trust them. And that's another part of the way of the artist, because I think we can all get behind the fact that, okay, I trust myself. I trust my own journey. I trust that I'm living my passion. I'm going to keep going for it. Eventually, you're going to start to team up with people. Eventually, you're going to start to have either agents or managers or partners or something. Someone's going to help you somewhere. And that's when the law of trust starts to come in on a whole nother level. Because now, if you haven't even learned how to trust yourself, how are you ever going to trust somebody else? You mm-hmm. know, and they work harmoniously because as we build trust, for example, in this one partnership, I build trust with myself. You help reflect me back at me. And I think that you, you really begin to level up your level of trust in, in this process when you start to figure out how can I collaborate and team up with people. Mm-hmm. But you got to get your own doubts out of the way. And I think like Evan pointed out, you got to lead with your heart and you got to take some risks with your own heart before you can expect others to take risks for you. You can't expect people to do this for you. This is your way as an artist. It's not other people's way. But what will happen is when you go your way, you'll find other people that want to go your way and you'll go together on that way. Yes. Yeah. You'll always find that there are... Not, not just to you, but to them either, you know, sometimes relationships will, will falter and will go maybe not forever, but, um, that'll happen. And that's, that's also part of, of the trust process in all of this. Um, you had said something earlier about childhood, Hmm. about, you know, being a child and, and how we, most of us were as kids. And it made me think of, of, uh, I don't remember who said it, but it was, um, the, 
the creative adult is the child who survived. Mm. And I also find it very interesting that on a psychological level, one of the biggest things that we see in our society is people grasping onto their childhood, you know, like as this idyllic time in their lives, people long to return to their youth and their childhood. And it's like, you know, that, that for one, that's impossible, can never happen. For another, it's like, well, how can that, that thing, how can we carry that with us? You know, that, that child's heart with us. And that's a huge part of, for me, of trust, because one of the related laws to trust is play. Mm. Because when we are able to trust where we're at, that we are, for one, like the law of trust also says we are exactly where we're supposed to be, or we adopt that attitude where we are. It's like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And from that place, there is a freedom that comes out of it that allows us to play, that allows us to find joy in the process, in even within the mind fuck of all things. Trust allows us to enjoy it a little bit more mm. and even a lot, a lot more. <laughs> I agree. You know, I, I think about, you know, when you're, when you're a kid, if you were provided with a safe childhood, you know, not everybody was and you know, um, but it, most of us can probably at least touch on, we to can some, touch on it to some, some memories, even if we didn't know we were in danger at some point as children, we had a certain sense of trust and faith in that we were taken care of. Um, and, um, when you're in a place of trust, you really do find out that you have freedom because now you're not worried about all the things that could go wrong. I think the trouble that a lot of adults experience, and I've definitely experienced it myself, is that we don't trust our circumstances. And so then we don't play and we don't relax and we don't find our state of joy. And so one of the things about this law is that you creating a place, an environment, and, and really looking at how you can shape that so that you do feel safe and that you trust that you're safe so that you can play. And the thing is, is that one of the ways you can do this is like clearly from a physical point of view, make sure you're fed, make sure you got shelter and make sure you got the basics. Right. Um, but you know, don't make the, the need for safety so high. Like, well, I need to be eating flame and yawn every night. Like, no, that's not true. You know, if you're getting fed, if you, if you're, if you're warm enough at night, if you're not being physically harmed or hurt or something like that, then you're probably okay within that realm, whatever that is, you're good. Then it becomes about the psychological safety. And you brought something up earlier, which was like, well, what will people think of me? That is a self-imposed fear. That is a self-imposed danger that it doesn't matter. The way that I've dealt with that is I go, well, if I'm worried about what other people think of me, then I'm living based on what their standards are. And am I okay with that? When I ask myself that, I am not. I want to live by my own standards. Now, how do I want to be, regardless of what anyone else thinks of me? How, what will I think of myself? Here's the better question. What will I think of myself if I don't do what I want? What will I think of me if I wimp out on this? 
that's the person I'm concerned about. I don't give a shit what anyone else thinks of me. And you know what? Some people don't like what I do. Some people, they're not gonna. Some people are going to get jealous. Some people are going to make fun of someone for the things that are those benign reasons. What I'm concerned about is when I look at myself in the mirror at the end of the night, brushing my teeth or whatever it is that I'm doing, do I like that guy? Did that guy live up to the life that we said we would do? And that's where I think the idealism and the, and the sense of principles and values start to come into play mm-hmm. because you don't want to look at yourself and be like, I'm not living my life. Yeah. And the thing is, here's the one thing you can lie to everybody else. You can pretend to be a big deal to everybody else and they might believe you, but you cannot lie to yourself. That is one thing you can't do. It's this godly power we have where we see all you see yourself in every moment. And when you lie, you know, you lie. And mm-hmm. when you, when you wimp out and you choose the coward's way, you know, you did. So trust is going, I'm taking, I'm taking the courageous choice today because I know, I know that I will look at myself at the end of the day and whatever comes of this, whatever result comes of this, I trust that I will like the person that I'm looking at in the mirror because they showed up. And, and if you start living by that standard, this shit becomes really easy. But if you're living by the standards of other people and what they think of you, you're going to be checking Facebook or Twitter or something, checking their lives, seeing what they're doing, comparing yourself and feeling like crap. You know what? Doesn't matter what they're doing. What matters is, are you showing up today as you say, and you know, you want to be in your heart and the rest takes care of itself and trust makes you go, I'm going to be safe as I do it. That's what trust does. It goes, don't worry. You're going to be okay. And we talked about something before. I'm just going to read it out. Mm-hmm. said, don't worry. Let go of the past and the future. Embrace the present. Let go of the ideas of what or who you think you have to be. Just be. You are good enough. This is trust to mm-hmm. me. This is, this is the integral part of it. Think about yourself when any moment throughout the day, am I going to like who I'm looking at at the mirror at the end of the day based on this choice? And choose the choice that you're going to like the person more at the end of the day, because that's the person that's always watching. And by the way, most of the people on Facebook, they don't care, no matter how big of a deal you are. (laughs) (laughs) They care about themselves. That's really what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I think it's, um, you know, trust is, is a thing. This is like one of the weird um, paradoxes about trust is that we feel that by by embracing this, by just putting our trust out there as we step out, is that something bad's going to happen. We're going to get hurt. We are going to, um, you know, that it makes us vulnerable, you know, and in a way this is true. It does make us vulnerable in a way, but trust also makes us immensely powerful Trust makes us able to do things we would have never imagined ourselves doing. Hmm. Trust lets us take ourselves to the next level because that's the only way we can do it. You know, as we were talking about before, like our our head's just going to keep us wherever we are now, Hmm. you know, kind of circling around and we get restless in that. 
And eventually that becomes so painful. It becomes super painful. And it, and, and it starts to, to come at us in, in things of like depression or, or agitation, Mm. you know, like anger issues and stuff. That's like, these are all symptoms of like, Hey, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Your heart has been telling you to go and do this thing that maybe you've had a, you've had a whisper of it. Maybe you even had a clear picture of it and you've stomped it out Mm. and you said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. No, I can't do that. You know, and that's where our trust comes into it. You know, our trust is like, no, step out with this vision, with this thing that is inside you and move forward with it. Yes, it is scary, but it is going to be totally fine. And this is going to take you to a brand new place and it's going to blow your fucking mind. (laughs) You know, it's going to, it's like, and this is my one thing too, is, um, I was at this retreat and we were going through this visualization exercise and it was like, and it was all about, yeah, like really getting a clear vision of a place we, we wanted to go in our lives. And, and then it was kind of, then it's just like, now surrender it, surrender it to kind of like the world and to the universe. And, and it said, because you don't know how that's all going to unfold and it could be different than what you have thought today, but it could be better than what you thought today. And I was leaving this, this window open. It's just like this, this, however this goes and wherever this, however this unfolds and wherever this ends up could be absolutely better than, than what you thought to begin with. Mm. And the only way for us, like, I really, I'm like, as we're talking about this, the, the more and more clear I'm getting on this, where it's just like, it's really trust is, is so crucial. It is really the only way that we are able to take the steps we need to take Mm -hmm. because otherwise fear will, will, will crush us. Mm-hmm. Our fears and our doubts and the, these little nagging voices saying that you're not enough, you're not good enough, blah, 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 will have their way with us. Mm. And then, I mean, just think of that. Think of that that, that then becomes your life. Mm-hmm. That's the place you live. That's the person you're carrying around all the time. That's who you have to live with is a person who's saying, who's, who's afraid all the time, a person who is, who is small all the time. And, and that's not what we're meant for. No, that is not what any of us are meant for. And, and especially not as artists, as artists, we have to be bold. We have to be pioneers, as you said. And that, that requires, that requires stepping out into the unknown. And the only way we can do that is with trust in our hearts. Mm. That's a good, that's a good, Good point, man. And you know, you brought something up and I, and I, I don't want to leave it on the table. I want to make sure it gets mentioned. You talked about depression and repression and stuff like that. And, uh, expression is the greatest cure to depression expression and expression occurs when you trust that what you have to bring to the table, that what you have to offer is worth being expressed is worth being said. It's worth being done. Every time you take an action, in towards your dreams or from your heart or something like that, you express yourself. And this is so key. You know, I, I, we're going through an epidemic right now. So many people are depressed. So many people are taking pills and doing this stuff. And the thing is, is that 
you know, regardless, I'm not going to get into the whole argument of if, if it's a chemical imbalance or whatnot, but regardless of any of that, there's one definite answer that will work is that you must express yourself. Sometimes people talk to therapists and they just get their thoughts out. Sometimes people go for runs or hit punching bags or whatever. But any form of letting things out that are inside mm-hmm. of you is going to relieve the, the dampening weight of depression or yeah. repression. And you know what? Here's the thing about depression and repression. I just want to mention this as well. Way of the Artist is about expression. It's about you authentically, courageously going and expressing yourself in this world as you are from your heart. And we get to find out what that is along with you. Yeah. Repression and depression are your greatest enemies. They are when you are not doing that there. They happen to many people who work nine to five jobs and things like this. Depression occurs when you suppress your expression long enough so that you begin to feel incapable and it's too dangerous to put yourself out in the world. That's where depression comes from. In, you know what? This is my pseudo psychology. I'm just giving it to you. Take it as you will. Repression comes from this. You believe that the world will not accept or allow and it is not okay what you have to express. It's not yours. It's someone else's. And sometimes you, you become the repressor as well. But repression is, you know, sometimes people are very religious, sometimes things like this, and they believe I can't do this because it's wrong. It's bad. It's blah, 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 whatever. That can lead to depression as well. You need to figure out where you draw your line and your standards about expression. And here's the thing. If you're feeling like crap, if you're laying in bed and you can't get out and you can't go do the things that you want to do or you're stuck somewhere and you can't change it, it's time to start expressing yourself because you are either repressed or depressed. Yes. And expression is the answer. And if it means getting out some emotion, then you do it. But this is the thing. Trust is saying that if I express myself, it's going to be okay. That's part of what trust is. Yeah. And, and giving that, that thing a voice because that, that emotion, that, that thing that needs expression, um, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to say something. It's trying to say like, Hey, something's not right here. And again, it's probably saying like, it's probably saying like, you are not letting, you are not letting your heart lead the way Mm. you are not doing what is in there. You have you have stomped that out. You have repressed that thing. So I think that the expression of it is so important. It helps us to clear the muck out, to acknowledge it and say, it's like, okay, this is where I'm at. And something that recently, and I did, I did like a video post on this recently on my own, my own page, but I, I was talking about passion and this is something I recently read. And it said that passion is the cure to suffering. Hmm. And I just, I wholeheartedly agree with this. I like, and this is based on my own experience, you know, of, of being in low places and and what that, what that was like for me, what was going on for me during, during those times. And it was when I'm just, it, it was always when I was disconnected from my passion, from my sense of purpose. And I don't know exactly how I'm bringing this back to trust necessarily, (laughs) but it's, it it really, I think that it it kind of comes back in the sense that we're encouraging you on the other end of this to take action on your passion, on your purpose, on what's in your heart, 
on your vision, on that thing that excites you, on that thing that ignites you, a certain part of you that just gives you, that just creates that feeling. Hmm. That feeling. You know that feeling that I'm talking about. You know that feeling. We've all felt this feeling before. And how we ignore it, how we say we can't do that. And that's when the problems come up. There's a set of challenges that do indeed come up when we say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take action on what's, what's in my heart. I'm going to take action on, on my dreams and I'm deciding to do it. Mm. And most of those challenges are internal ones. It is that voice. It is those pressures. It, it is these ideologies and philosophies and, and, and stuff from our culture, stuff from our family, stuff from our friends, stuff from, you know, it, wherever it's coming from, we've been shaped by these things to say, it's like, this is dangerous. This is going to fail. This is going to hurt you. This is all going like, like this isn't going to work. Yeah. And And when we buy into that, we, we become less. We never fulfill what we can be. Hmm. So to bring this back to trust, again, this is exactly why we're talking about this is because you have chosen a path of passion. Mm-hmm. Really, way of the, like the way of the artist is the path of passion, you know? A path of ecstatic, exciting, like a life of of embracing the unknown, of embracing something that is beyond our current capacities and leaping out into it. And trust is the key to this whole thing. <laughs> trust yeah. is such a, well, maybe not the key. I won't say that necessarily, but it's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge one in this whole thing. And it's, and it is, it is a faith, Yeah, I, you know, if that term doesn't offend you, but it is, it's a faith in ourselves at the very least. It's a faith that we are more capable than our mind tells us that we are, that we are more capable than our society tells us we are, and that we can do these things, that these things are possible. Hmm. And trust says, just like, just stay the way, just stay the way. Keep mm. going, keep going, keep going. You're all right. Yes. You know, I mean, there's so much, um, you, you went on a great rant there and there was many points where I wanted to insert some thoughts, but I loved what you were saying. So I didn't <laughs> <laughs> insert but, away, <laughs> but let me try and recap a couple of them. One is that, um, you're alive. Bottom line, you're alive. You got a life right now. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to let yourself get droned out living what everyone else tells you you're supposed to do. Here's the thing. The way that we understand life was taught to us based on a, um, industrial model based on Kings and Queens, based on leadership, based on like, look, it's not that we don't care about you, but we also want you to contribute to society. And like, this is the best way we know how to mass communicate it. And that's the message you got. It's not good or bad or anything like jobs are great. Don't get me wrong. Doing a job. I, I, I sold shoes for a while. I loved it. I had a great time. Did I want to do that for the rest of my life? No, that's why I stopped, but I loved it while I did it. And then I moved on. You might've been doing a job for the last 
year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, doesn't matter. You did it. Now maybe you don't want to do it anymore. Fine. But here's the thing. When it comes to trust, it's, it's you going, you know, maybe the way that I've been told to do life is not the way to do my life. And that's when you start to go, maybe I have more answers in my heart than I have gotten from the outside world. And that's partly where trust comes in. It comes in from a place of you kind of realizing that you're the authority, you get to decide. And look, I'm not, if you want to work a job your whole life and you want to, you know, kind of do the safe, secure model, I'm not saying that's bad either. That's totally fine. If that's your way and you feel happy about that and, and there's, you know, there's an art to that. And you know what? You might do this job so that it supports you expressing your artistry as a hobby of some sort, which is fine. You know, I think the other thing, and I think Evan and I both want to be clear about this, where the artist isn't about being an artist. It's about making your life a masterpiece. It's about you being the creator of your own existence, of you not doing something because you have to, but doing it because you want to, whatever that might be. And, you know, without necessarily hurting anyone or harming anyone or taking anybody else's stuff, but doing something that's truthful and great for you, it brings out your principles and values. Trust is you simply going like, I think I can be the authority on this decision now. I think I can decide what's best for me. You know, instead of my parents or my teachers or the government telling me what I should do, maybe I can make a decision for myself about what my life will be and how I will live it. And, you know, trust is simply you starting to begin to allow yourself, I think, to be a person who actually has a voice that actually matters and can express it and can say something that matters. Um, I want to say something also to all the parents out there. It's just a final note before we wrap this baby up and talk about the beer and all that. If you're a parent, here's the thing. You're going to do what you're going to do with your kids. But give them a chance. Give them a chance to tell you what they want. Give them a chance to be the authority. You're going to be the authority on making sure they stay safe, making sure they make smart decisions, making sure they're disciplined, all of that. But give them the authority on meaning. Give them the authority on what purpose is and what passion is. Don't make them do something or force them down a tunnel just because you were forced down a tunnel. Let them tell you what matters to them and help them work the world through that meaning. And you will, you will allow your children to flourish into the person that you wished you could have been as a child. And here's the thing. We were all born at this point into a society that indoctrinated us into a model that we don't all necessarily agree with. And, and it's best we don't enforce it without mindfully, consciously, critically thinking about this model. Sometimes trust is allowing your kids to do something that you don't know for sure has all the answers. Part of trust is not controlling everything and not controlling everybody. You know, trust is a, is a beautiful, wonderful thing. It's based on love. Mm -hmm. And when you love your children, you trust your children, you give them some room to explore their own lives because they're not living your life. They're living their own. And, and this is a big lesson. I talked to you this before we started the podcast. I had to, I love my father. I love him to pieces. <laughs> the guy has issues on control. 
<laughs> and I don't care if he hears it, but he does. I have had to push him out of my life at times and I bring him back in, but I've had to push him out of my life at times because he doesn't always trust that I know what I'm doing for myself. And his measure is based on how much money I make, how much security I have, stuff like that. Cause he wants me to be safe. He loves me. It's a, it's a parent thing. Yeah. It's not a, he's not a bad guy. I love that. He loves that. I love that. He wants that. But at times I've had to have the courage to say, look, this is not okay. And you telling me what to do and telling me how I need to live or, or not supporting the decision that I'm making is not okay with me. And I'm going to have to push you out of my boundary for a little bit until I can work some things out. And then I'll bring you back in when I develop some security and some strength about it for myself. And the thing is that I told him at one point, we had a call and I said, look, dad, I know everything you've ever done is out of love. I know that. And he said, well, it was. And I said, I just don't agree with everything. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I know it was out of love. And so, you know what? Uh, we've, had, we've had great moments and I've been learning. I've been, I've been learning to stand up to my father through my life. He's been such an important uh, role model and mentor to, my, to myself. Uh, but at the same time, he's also been a person that's challenged me in the greatest way in many ways. Some of us have parents like this. So when you, if you're a child dealing with your parent, understand your parent is, even if it's misguided, even if it's abusive, they're coming at it doing the best they know how. And you at some point have to be the authority to decide if you are going to live your life based on your own terms and you don't have to do anything. There's no obligation you have. And I think trust is saying like, you know, I pushed my dad out of my life for a few years, three years at one point. My brothers got very upset. They said, you need to be with your dad. You need to, you know, you need to figure this out. And I, and you know, and I was working it out. I'm glad I made that decision. It breaks my heart. I had to push him out of my life for a few years, but I had to because the alternative was that, that he was not able to respect that I could stand on my own two feet and that I was going to go do my thing. And, and that's what I had to do. That was my journey. But I'm, I'm saying this part of trust is knowing that sometimes you might have to push a friend or a parent or a relative out of your life temporarily, maybe indefinitely, maybe, but trusting that you know in your heart what the right decision is. And look, I'm not a master of the universe. I don't know everything or really much of anything, but I can tell you this. I can tell you this, I've lived my life as truthfully from my heart as possible. And, and if I was to die today, I could say that I have lived a fulfilled life. I have lived a life that was meaningful and purposeful for me. And I wish that upon everybody. I really think that, you know, if you can be, you know, in your thirties or twenties or even your teens, and you can say, I'm living my life full out. Or you can be in your last years of your life and you can say, I'm living my, my years full out. Then you trusted. That's what I think. I think you trusted because things don't always work out with trust, but you trust that you will figure it out when they don't. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's how it works. It's, you know, and, and if you do that, you know, when you look at our past episodes that we did, you're in the process and, and you're in the process of trusting, you're in the process of being present and doing it and living it. So, you know, in some ways that's the kind of meaningful message that I'm, I'm garnering from this mm-hmm. and also something I realized that needed to be shared. Um, and I like to bring in a little personal just so, you know, people can kind of understand this isn't just talk. This isn't theory. This is real life shit for both of Evan and I, you know, and, uh, 
and the other artists we have. This is real life stuff. This is authentic stuff. This is, these are people who are doing it. These are people who are living their lives and they might not be famous, all of them. But the thing is, is that we're, we're trying to live our life and be our own authorities and trust that we in our hearts know our own way. And what we're getting in return out of that is, is meaning and purpose and fulfillment. And we don't need to buy things to make that happen. We get to have experiences. We get to create things that do that for us. And that's, that's what I'm kind of encouraging with trust is that mm-hmm. there's something in you. We don't know what it is, but if you trust, you can have the chance of letting that out and we will all benefit, including you. Beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like it needed to be said, man. <laughs> well, beer? this was your, this was your choice of beer today. Why don't, All right. you, why don't you uh, continue gabbing? I'll continue what, gabbing. But what this is. So this is not a promotion for any beer companies or anything. Evan and I, we, uh, when we were writing scripts back in the day, we used to have a beer and chat about our life as artists, and then we get into screenwriting. And we thought, why don't we start recording some of these conversations? They're pretty good. Maybe someone would benefit from them. And so beer spurred on great conversations about artistry, and that's why we share a beer at the end of every show. There's a little history for you. This one's Strathcona. I love them. I think yep. they're great. This they're is they're a, fantastic. This is a Vancouver-based craft beer company. Um, they have a great name for this particular beer. It's called Get Down On It. <laughs> <laughs> it's an India Pale Ale, and it's 7% alcohol. What do you think? It's it's really great. Like This was like a real interesting one because it is an IPA for sure. Like It's, it's rich. It's strong. Um, but some really interesting stuff with it. Golden Oats and a touch of lactose sugar. So yeah, it kind of has um, a nice smooth something to it. I like the, to round sm- out I like the like smoothness that. of it. Yeah. yeah. It really rounds out that, um, you know, that very sort of like, kind of like face punching, almost bitterness of, of what an IPA normally is. It totally you does. Know? Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. Cause you get the IPA, but you get that smoothness with it. Mm-hmm. It's been a real easy drinker, and the fact that it's seven percent is actually kind of sneaky because I don't personally don't notice it. And just a little side note for those of you guys who don't like IPAs, um, I didn't like IPAs when we started this show way, way back in the day, <laughs> our first podcast. But then we started having more of them, and I started to acquire a taste for it, you know. And I think that it's one of those things. This is this is I've had a lot of them now, um, and uh, this is a good one. This mm-hmm. is this is definitely one of my yeah. top favorite IPAs I've had on this show. Excellent. Um, so I don't know, man. Like, what do you want to leave people with on this? Um, you know, I just want to leave it with something well, as quick as I can make it. Um, is that trust to live your life with trust is borderline illogical. <laughs> It, it's, it's borderline to, crazy to our heads. It doesn't, <laughs> it does not make sense, but it does make sense from the angle of, I know it is the only thing that allows me to really grow, to really evolve, to go deeper, to go further than I've ever been before. That like, that's, that's what it gives me. Hmm. it it gives me courage to step out and in that way it makes complete sense to me Hmm. so 
trust and courage are, they're very much related. Yes. Because, um, you know, courage is, is an interesting beast because sometimes the willingness to go and do something that is scary is, is difficult. But if you have that trust and you go, okay, you know what? I'm going to trust. And so then you, you find courage you didn't know you had. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, um, you know, and I, I wanted to mention this earlier, it just came to mind, but um, sometimes going backwards is the most courageous thing you can do. It's the most trusting thing you can do. You know, when I was playing uh, soccer, and this relates to both hockey and, and, um, and basketball and football and just about any sport you can think of, but particularly in soccer, this occurred where the coach said, don't ever be afraid to go backwards. Sometimes we got to play it back before we can play it forward. Yeah. And there's this, you know, with these sports where there's a goal or an end zone or something at the end, the, 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 usually the drive is towards the net. Usually that's what you're trying to do. But with really high caliber teams, they know how to play the ball back. They know how to play the puck back or whatever the thing is back because they realize that there's a new angle you can approach the defense from. Yeah. And there's a new way to go at it. And, and sometimes going forward causes you to lose control or lose possession. Sometimes going back allows you to kind of take a breath, figure it out, reapproach. Yeah. And so I think with trust, you know, sometimes you go, oh, I went down this path and I reached a dead end. I'm going to go backwards because there was a point where I had two options previously. I'm going to go back to where I had two options and then I'm going to go forward from that other option. Or maybe just by stepping back, I can get another perspective and see a new option that I can't currently see because I'm too in the face of this right now. Yeah. And that's part of trust too. And you're, you're, I just want to say this, you're not giving up, you're backing up. It's very important to remember if, you know, there's this saying that I really don't like, um, where it's like, people are like, I never give up. That's dumb. Back up. If you don't back up, then sometimes you need to back away from something. Sometimes you need to walk away from something that is not giving up. That is giving yourself some perspective, changing because forcing something that doesn't work is insane. It is not Mm -hmm. good. And so trust is going, I believe that if I just step back, get some perspective, take another look at this, try another approach that I will find the way. Because sometimes where you are is just, there's, it's a no budge zone. You're in a no go zone and you got to get out. And that goes for relationships, goes for jobs, goes for the place you live, goes for all sorts of things. So sometimes if something's not working and it's not working and it's not working and it's not working, consider backing up or walking away and trying a new approach. Mm -hmm. And that does not mean you're giving up. It does not mean you're a quitter. It means that you're smart and you're considering new options, which is always good when it comes yeah. to trust. I used to think of uh, something Dan Millman said. Okay. Which was, sometimes you got to take a few steps back so you can get a running start. Ah, <laughs> I love it. The guy's brilliant. All right. I guess that's it for us then. That's it. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.